politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to guard our American lives, liberty, property, our land, our borders. If you care about America, this is your show. We are no longer about right, left, up, or down. We are all about what it means to be an American. And that is what is forgotten by our two wretched, pathetic, and corrupt political parties, the Democrats and Republicans. We are truly independent, and today is about declaring that independence. Really good to be back here Monday, March 7th, the day Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone And we need to invent a new political vehicle. I'm going to be talking about that. I I told you last week that both the Ukraine thing and the Texas primaries knocked the wind out of me. I thought we were finally gaining some modicum of momentum behind substance, behind a proper focus on medical freedom. And instead, while these mandates still go on, by the way, federal workers, military Health, uh, healthcare workers being fired, being forced to get a third jab of poison, more data coming out, more information coming out, more corruption coming out on how our government worked with the media, including so-called conservative media, to promote the clot shots. Every Republican, all they care about is Ukraine. With no endpoint, no understanding of what they're doing, nothing This is the inflection point week when they're going to pass an omnibus. It intersects with massive spending, which is the catalyst of all this inflation. Prioritization of our border, the mandates, medical freedom, and what we should and shouldn't be doing halfway around the world. It all comes into play, and yet we have no independent vision. And that's what we're here to do today, and I want to give you my sense of what I think we need to be doing, at least electorally, where the movement needs to head, what what perhaps we can do about it. It's not wholesale, but like I told you, I'm always going to come up with solutions. That's why you need to subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Send it to your friends and relatives. See our podcast. Um, you know, this is really the only show where we actually look at solutions. Our first sponsor today, speaking of finding solutions, well, what do you do when inflation's at a 40-year high and ammo is permanently unaffordable? Well, that's where iTarget Pro comes into play. It's a revolutionary system that allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm in the comfort and safety privacy of your home. Basically, you don't have to make these inconvenient trips to the range, expensive practice ammunition where you burn 500 rounds, 300 rounds, Per trip, you go to itargetpro.com, 10% off and free shipping with the offer code CR to get their laser bullet that you could put. It fits into all calibers of your gun or 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 a rifle as well, two to three rounds for your AR. And this allows you to develop your muscle memory. Um, you download their propriety app and you could um actually practice drawing from the holster onto the target. It renders your shots, your reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger trigger control, and things like that. It's the smartest way for you to practice. So again, that's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com, offer code CR. 
Okay, folks, just real quick, I just want to give you my assessment of what is and isn't going on in Ukraine and what we need to be doing um, in in relation to everything so we can move on because I have no interest in dwelling on this issue because there really is nothing to do. Everywhere I go, people are like, Daniel, Daniel, uh, what should we do? And I, I know exactly what they mean, but I play dumb over the weekend, you know, at services or after services. People come up to me and I play dumb. I'm like, oh, uh, you mean uh, the military mandate, uh, the war on early treatment, the border crime, carjackings out of control? Which, which, which thing? Oh, no, no, I mean uh, Putin. Uh, and these are all Republican voters. And, and this is going to set up what I want to talk about today. Where what do you do when we don't have an independent voice that actually speaks to our concerns and it makes our own people stupid? The reality is there's nothing you can do when you have a corrupt NATO with Turkey in it. By the way, we would have to defend Turkey if they weren't invaded. It's an Islamic basket case. They poke Russia constantly for years and then they're weak they're busy with their transgender military, green energy, make themselves dependent on Russia, and then they're like, oh, well, yeah, well, what do you want to do? I don't know what you do now. Now that Putin is not going to let it go, here's the reality. Why should we give a darn? So there's two reasons you could come up with. Number one, the skyrocketing cost of food and fuel. And number two, you know, humanitarian, just the, the people getting killed. Both of those things are going to be exacerbated by the policies being pursued, the policies being proposed by so-called conservatives, conservative media, conservative politicians. And it's going to be consummated in this budget bill by both Republicans and Democrats. At this point, the only thing you can do is agree to Russia's demands, not join NATO. Crimea is gone anyway recognize the Eastern Russian separatist areas and done. I'm not telling you I'm confident the menace of Putin is done after that. But that's when you buckle down on your military deterrent and really having a strong long, because right now we don't have a strong hand to play, focusing more importantly really on China and unleashing our energy prowess our food resources prowess. We still pay farmers not to grow food. There are so many problems with our regulatory structure on food and fuel, ethanol. I want to talk about that later this week. Imagine a time like now having a mandate where you, where you take four out of the ten rows of corn, which is the antecedent to the entire food chain, and shoving it in your, your engine for, for garbage fuel, uh, raising the cost of both food and fuel. We still do that to this day to enrich cronies, just like we do on COVID, the, the perfectly backwards policy. That's what we need to be doing. But at this juncture, anything more you're going to do, there's only two things you can do. Assemble the entire Europe and go to war with Russia. But they're, like I said, they're making it clear they're not, they're not giving anything of substance to Ukraine. They want America to dump $10 billion in, or you give in to their demands. 
But to go and continue to egg on Zelensky and virtue signal, have the cancel culture, put the pressure on Russia in that sense, and then us to continue dumping in arms. And I don't, no one has even explained, how do you even get arms to them? We're going to give them $10 billion. I mean, some of it's humanitarian, but you know, a good amount of it's for arms. How do you even get it? They're completely encircled. No one has explained that. All that's going to do is two things. Number one, it's going to make this go on longer, make more civilians get killed, make the pain at the pump go on longer, and you will not get him out with that. You will solve nothing. And number two, and it it relates to number one, is they know it's not going to work, is to draw America full scale into the war. Because, dude, you can't have Russia doing their thing and us dumping $10 billion into it and that not lead and precipitate our involvement in the direct kinetic conflict with Russia. There's no way that can happen. Okay? So either it will be completely ineffective and go into a sinkhole, or if it has a degree of effect, it will become very painful, draw us in, get so many people killed, it won't solve anything. So it's very simple. You give in to his demands because that bed has already been made. That is not our fault. That bed has been made. Stop egging him on and grow our energy resources. That is what needs to be done. Let me illustrate this point by playing a clip from Reagan. You need a strong West believes in Western values to effectively fight the East. Reagan once had a very cute kind of quip about Gorbachev and the Soviet Union contrasting America to, um, to, to, to the Soviet Union. Take a listen. The story was an American and a Russian arguing about their two countries. And the American said, look, in my country, I can walk into the Oval Office, I can pound the president's desk and say, Mr. President, I don't like the way you're running our country. And the Russian said, I can do that. The American said, you can? He says, yes. I can go into the Kremlin, to the general secretary's office, pound his desk and say, Mr. General Secretary, I don't like the way President Reagan's running his country. <laughs> Folks, I feel like crying when listening to that. Right? He's talking about how back in the day, you know, you can go into you know, Ronald Reagan's office and say you're a jerk and nothing would happen to you. That would be fine. And you can go into Gorbachev's office and say Reagan is a jerk. Nowadays, you can't do that. You don't have freedom of speech, freedom to dissent, a political opposition to protest. You're a terrorist in the Western governments now. That's the difference. Reagan was able to fight the evil empire because we had a good, um, not empire, but good Western countries. Now we no longer do. We no longer have that anymore. So I don't want to hear about there. The fight is here at home. It's with our truckers circling the beltway in Washington. God bless them. This is still going on. We still need to fight it. We still need to fight Okay, the fight is here at home. Now, one of the ways you fight at home is by boycotting the boycotters, canceling the cancelers. Cancel your subscription to T-Mobile, which is censoring text messages now, and instead use Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage. Um, They use the same towers as the major carriers, great nationwide coverage. 
Uh, plus, they actually support freedom of speech. Their plan fits into your budget, 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which is terrific. Um, they share your values. They actually donate to constitutional rights causes, sanctity of life, and our veteran first responders and heroes. Go to patriotmobile.com slash CR or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with offer code CR. That's, again, patriotmobile.com slash CR, patriotmobile.com slash CR. Time to donate to freedom causes rather than tyranny. Okay, so the question is, what do we do? What do we do? Not a single Republican in Washington seems to represent us. Ron John a little bit with with COVID. You got Ron DeSantis as a governor. We only have one governor. By the way, as I'm recording now, he has a roundtable with a bunch of doctors discussing early treatment and things like that. Why can't we have this in any other state? But folks, there is no evidence that we're going to get people like him in a single other state. And like I noted, as we go on, the problem we have is several fold. On the one hand, there are more people that are receptive to a new party than ever. If you pull that, it would easily be the number one party. Okay? Remember, there's a very important observation to set the table today. There are more registered independents in this country than there are Democrats and Republicans. I don't mean put together, but, but more than each one alone. Independent, unaffiliated. And remember, that, that, is, that is saying something. Because Republicans and Democrats are like Coke and Pepsi. You can't miss it. It's, it's shoved on you. So to actually register to vote, knowing that in many states you can't even then vote in primaries, some you can, but you're, you don't even want to be associated with it, that is very telling. And, and that has been a trend, a growing trend for a while. Fastest growing party is no party. Independent. Now, that could mean all sorts of reasons. You could be to the right of the Republicans. You could consider yourself in between the two parties, whatever that means. You could consider yourself to the left of the Democrats. Or, you know, as I always say, it's it's not right and left anymore. It's just, it's just different. They just don't represent us, and people want change. How do we harness that energy? People are looking for something new. Now, what are the problems we face? We're, we're like, okay, let's do primaries. But I've noted to you all last week, and really those of you who have been listening um, for years, it is impossible to win Republican primaries. It just is. You, they control the party. You cannot challenge your own party in a primary. It doesn't work. I could literally count on, you could count on one hand, the number of statewide offices, governor or senator, that someone successfully ran to the right of an incumbent Republican who, who had been elected, knocked him off, and went on to win a general election. In many ways, that's almost never happened. Mike Lee did it in Utah against Bennett in the Senate, but, but that, that was a convention. That was not a primary, and that's my whole thing. One solution is to have conventions. So I'm not going to rehash all of that, but it's impossible to win against your own party. 
They control everything. You can't raise money. You can't get name ID. They run on our issues. They'll say our guy's a leftist and, and their guy's the real conservative. People are just not awake. Okay? That's problem number one. Problem number two is, what are we fighting for? We're fighting for the Republican name. No, I don't want the establishment guy. I want a conservative Republican. But the problem is, increasingly, conservatism as a textbook on paper doesn't even speak to what we're faced with. I mean, look, the name of my show is Conservative Review, but as I openly say, it's increasingly outdated, that name, and I'm willing to admit that. It doesn't speak to what we're up against, which is corrupt Western oligarchs, the government and non-governmental institutions of Western former democracies are irremediably corrupt and vicious and evil, often more so than some of the menaces we have in what we would call the East, whether it's Putin, China, Islamic terror. And with China, it actually comes full circle in the fact that they're all in bed with them and they're a part of it. So it's part of China. That's not even a right or left issue. And some of the traditional things that divided us, really, if we got together and understood it, it really shouldn't. It's that recognition. So we're fighting for a brand. Oh, I want to be a Republican. But so many people in this country hate Republicans. Some of it's justified. Some of it's, you know, they're brainwashed from the media. But be it as it may, we're fighting for a brand, a party that doesn't share our values, that is completely subversive, that is all in on it as a Democrats. And anyway, you win the nomination, which is impossible to win, like we said, so you're an even more right-wing version of that. So all the people that reflexively hate Republicans will really hate you. The media is going to crush you. Crush you. This is, what we, this is what we've had happen to us. So what's the point? So then you're like, start a new party. The problem with a new party, which I'm all in favor of, and eventually that does need to happen, I'm all in favor of this. But A, it's the huge technical problem. The Republicans and Democrats created a monopoly. So if you want to create a new ballot line to get on the ballot permanently as a permanent fixture in all the states, you have the Republicans, you have the Democrats, and you have, let me just say, Freedom Party, right? Constitution, well, you do have a Constitution Party, um, but it's been around forever, hasn't gone anywhere. They're good folks. I like them. Um, whatever you want to call it, okay? America First Party. It's impossible to get on the ballot in most states long term. In other words, it's not something you can gradually work on. It's kind of like someone with their back against the end zone, a quarterback, he's at the one yard, his own one yard line, has to march down the field, and you have two seconds to get a snap off and make a Hail Mary, otherwise you get sacked. That's kind of what it is. You can't gradually build. You know, it's like you have two minutes left on two seconds left on the clock. The, the bar to getting on the ballot in one election is so prohibitive. We don't have enough energy because there's too many grifters on the right that wouldn't join. Moreover, all of these things are going to be regarded as what? The conservative alternative to the Republican Party. So you're going to get all the attacks and all the problems and all the limitations, and you're going to start off with the limited appeal 
that you're going to have all the time. Look, I would love that. I would love the real right-wing party. I would love that. But the reality is it's not going to happen anyway. It's going to become a magnet for attacks by the media. The government might even shut it down like they always do. And it's not going to happen anyway. I still hope it happens. I'll still support working for it. So what is the solution? Well, before that, I want to get to our final sponsor today. One solution for dealing with inflation and a volatile stock market, which is all fiat money and it's going to collapse at some point, is to protect your savings by hedging against all that with gold from Birch Gold. The government is sabotaging the value of the U.S. dollar, and now is the time to invest in gold. Birch Gold is the only company I trust um, not only to invest in precious metals, but also to convert your eligible IRA and 401k into an IRA backed by real gold. Um, so right now I'm doing my taxes and I always have money left over. And what do you do with it? I don't want to write a check to the feds. So you you put more, you could put money into an IRA for yourself and your spouse uh, every year. Um, I choose to convert it to gold and you can do that by texting Daniel to the number 989898. Get a free no-obligation info kit. Comprehensive 20-page guide reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. So do it right now. Text the word Daniel to 989898. So what is the solution politically? This solution is inspired by a real-life example that is I probably will be able to announce to you later this week that is going to happen in a specific state. And I'm going to disappoint you at first because it's going to sound pathetic. It's going to sound so simple because it's already there. But it's kind of not. And that is to run as an independent in the general election. Okay, now that you've allowed that to sift in, you know, seep through your brain, you're like, okay, well, what? Like, that's not a big deal. Like, what's, what's the big thing about that? Look, independent is really the best party of all because independent is not a term of art. It's not a real party. What it, it has a beautiful connotation that has a great cross appeal, and you see it by the registration numbers. You're independent of the cartel, of the oligarch, of big business, of everything. That's hated really across political lines by most average people. Some vote Republican, some vote Democrat, some vote some some you know are ticked off with both but unless they work in politics or work in the system and benefit from it most people appreciate independent of china independent well daniel what sort of party is that that just means unaffiliated that is exactly the point it's a way of solving the ballot access problem without having a party which is actually a liability in many respects in my mind most states, it's pretty easy to get on the ballot as an independent, okay? It's pretty easy. It, it costs a few hundred dollars, certain amount of um, petitions, but it's not crazy amount. Well, Daniel, so why hasn't this happened until now? The problem is because anytime we have a candidate of notoriety, we try to run him as what? As a Republican. So sometimes he gets in as a Republican. Rarely, we have a good guy. Or we run him in the primary and he loses because the party is broken. Also, we run right-wingers. People with a known notoriety as being a very conservative what? Republican. 
what this does is you come in with total in, in independence. And also the reason it hasn't worked is because they're usually just no-name people. You take a guy who has a name, but he doesn't have a name as a right-wing politician, a Daniel Horowitz type of guy. No. It's a Robert Malone. It's a Pierre Corey, a doctor that has gained notoriety from doing something not so known in politics. Voted for Barack Obama but it's kind of understood that the system is broken and is willing to challenge it. And he has a lot of name ID. And these people actually do have donors. I'm not saying they're running for office. I'm just saying picture a guy like that. Picture a Joe Rogan. He's not conservative. He, he, he endorsed Bernie Sanders. But the common thread of this party that's not a party now, you'd have loosely affiliated organizations, donors, we'd get together and then run in as many states as we can on the general election ballot, independence. You never mention the word conservative because it's meaningless. And some of them won't be traditional conservatives. But the common thread is medical freedom, I think, would be the first uniting thing. So this network, by the way, has a lot of donors and a lot of very heavy hitters. A lot of them have name ID. I'm saying you, you run a guy like Robert Malone in the right state. You know, that's, that's already something new. You get them on the ballot. Now you have an electorate that understands that both parties are, are uh, messed up. Who has the most voters? Independents. Again, some of them are far left. Right-wingers like myself. Many of you in the audience. A lot of them are just fed up with all of it. They're somewhere in the middle or whatever. They're just different. They want something new. In other words... The independent battle, that ballot line is typically, with rare exceptions, has been used for people that are just no-namers. They're just getting on the ballot. There's no, there's no real effort to really push a real campaign, raise money in a way that you're going to win. Anyone who wants that, you're going to run on a real ballot line. And the reason you need a ballot line is because how else do you gain name ID and gain legitimacy? But if you're able to gain legitimacy independently through who you are, this is the best way of doing it. And the media can't, what are they going to say? The independent party is a Nazi party? There's no such thing. It's just, it's an unaffiliated ballot line. They'll attack some of our organizations and people. But we can come at them at any state, any time with any person. It would be a type of party that would have people like me in it. I would say it's not a party, it's a movement. So the party can't be attacked because there is no party. It's a way of getting ballot access. But it would accommodate people like me and people like Naomi Wolf under one umbrella. Some might continue to be on different sides of abortion, guns, other issues. But the common thread is that they will all understand the system is broken. They'll pledge to fight the system on the most important issues at our given time. And that's the deal. So you might have a Republican candidate who on paper is, pro, is, is anti-abortion. And on paper, let's say you have a guy, someone like Naomi Wolf run, which on paper she's pro-abortion. But it's not like you're going to gain anything from that Republican anyway. They're not going to do anything meaningful on the flag-waving issues because it's all a fraud. So you only have what to gain. 
This is the only way to do it because then you're going to rope in a much greater cohort and all those people that we could so easily reach that they understand that the system's corrupt. But they'll never vote for a Republican. What are we fighting for anyway when the Republicans are a bunch of leftists and frauds anyway? But we have the baggage and none of the benefits of having the party line. Evacuate from it. Declare independence. You could even be registered a Republican still vote in primaries. This has nothing to do with anything. But where it's clear, like in Texas, where we have no, you know, l- let me just say this. Let me just say this. Right now in Texas, we have no option. We have no option. What if a guy like Peter McCullough would run as an independent, get on the ballot as an independent? He's a type of guy that could definitely raise money. I'm pretty sure he voted for Obama. Okay? I don't know where he stands on every last issue. But in the issues of our time, he recognizes that the system is irremediably broken and he will be independent of it. Part of the problem we've always had with this effort is even if we chose to go independent, it was more like a guy who lost the primary. Screw that. I'll run independent. But the problem is, a guy like that, the only people who would touch a guy like that are conservative Republican-based voters. And those voters were maniacally scared, to this day, of splitting the vote. Oh my gosh, you're going to split the vote? And, oh my, Beto O'Rourke! Beto now look, I believe, you know my opinion, I actually believe it's better to flush out in these red states for one cycle and have Democrats in there and rebuild, I actually think it's even worse. And I could prove it to you. Do you know that there's only one deep red state that has a Democrat governor? And we're better off there than most other states, and that is Kansas. Because of the whole, there were a bunch of scandals, so so she was able to get in um, as Democrat governor, female governor um, in Kansas. I'm not saying she's great. I'm just saying... She has actually worked with the legislature a lot because she knows she's on a short leash. She actually signed a bill. I, I, I said last week Florida is the only state where they're not the, where the Department of Health is not advertising the shots and promoting them. It's actually two states that aren't. Kansas is the other one. Democrat governor. She knows she's on a short leash. It's when you have these Republicans, but they're a bunch of leftists, but then there's nowhere to get them out. There's no competition. It's, it's broken forever. But but that is something that takes a tremendous amount of political maturity to understand that. Most Republicans, and I understand it, the more conservative you are, the more you're going to be, oh my gosh, I, I all it doesn't matter. We got to vote for the Republican. I've come to realize we are never going to break that logjam. We're never going to break people out of that. It's just not going to happen. Because the more conservative you are, the more legitimately you're scared of the Democrats. And this is what the Republican establishment feasts off of. They know they could, like if our guy wins, they'll sabotage the guy in the general. If their guy wins, they know that our people are going to be the most loyal. Because we truly are worried about the Democrats, except what they don't realize is the Republicans are actually going to um, more effectively get the ball in their in, in the other team's uh, end zone. So the problem is, the Republicans are never going to vote for you in the general election. And then you're already known as the right-wing Republican guy, so you're not going to peel off most other people, and that's why these things never work. But what if you come with something new? 
Okay, it's not going to be a, a known Republican elected conservative that now runs as an independent because you're going to have a limited appeal. But a party that would have people like Peter McCullough, very impressive backgrounds, they've gained some notoriety, they've gained traction in different fields, but they're not known as conservative. And I, I don't know, no one knows what Peter McCullough is. And some of these guys like Malone and Pierre Corey, they're downright liberal. And again, I'm not just focusing on medical freedom. That's kind of the first thing that makes sense. But it could come in many, many different shapes and sizes. It could be a guy who was a very popular college football coach in, in, in a state where college football is a big deal. But he clearly recognizes that the system is broken. That is the only way we're even going to be able to get off the ground and have representation on the ballot. Then, think about it. Now you can't say, oh my gosh, you're splitting the Republican vote. No, I'm not a Republican. I'm running on my thing. It has nothing to do with Republicans. I'm just as close to the Democrats as I am Republicans. Or as close or as far. So you can't get accused of splitting the vote. You have a base to latch onto that's much a broader appeal to start gaining traction in the polls. And then once you have that, a lot of the conservative base that's disenchanted and, and at the very minimum just very underwhelmed by the Republican nominee, if they see a, an avenue, wait a minute, well, maybe we could pull this out with this guy and the Democrat won't win anyway. And especially in some of these deep red states where, you know, I, I think of a state like Idaho and Wyoming where I, I don't even know if they feel legitimate Democrat candidates sometimes. So that's the way to do it. But this is going to have to take a certain maturity from people to understand that you're going to have to compromise, but not really compromise. In other words, on paper, when you vote for a Republican, they're pro, they're anti-abortion, they're for guns, they're for certain flag-waving issues on paper. In reality, they will not advance the ball on a single one of those issues. Okay? They will not advance the ball for you. They never will. You will have to agree to someone like a Pierre Corey. I'm sure Pierre Corey is pro-abortion or... I mean, sometimes they're coming, they're rapidly coming in our direction just because they recognize that the left is, is, is insane. But I'm saying people like that, we're going to have to get to run. And we're going to have to reach some sort of agreement that, you know, they at least wouldn't fund it. But we'd have to be willing to understand that the old paradigm is broken. We suffer so many liabilities from some of these flag-waving issues that I myself agree with. But I understand there's a lot of people that are brainwashed into being on the other side. But they're eminently gettable, and we need them to take back any modicum of our republic. I'm not saying to specifically run people like that. Like, I'd love to have ones that aren't going to be pro-abortion, whatever, too. But I'm just saying in order for it to work, you would have to have – that's what a true – that's what a true big tent means. I always love full-spectrum conservatives as I am, and I always would want them and still do. That, not a, that, it, that agrees with me on every single issue. But at the end of the day, my problem with the Republican Party wasn't that, oh, there's this issue they disagree with, there's this issue. It's as I've told you. It's the issue that matters, or the f several issues that matter, at the time they matter and in the way they matter, they're always on the other side. So if we had a Republican Party that, you know, 
maybe they weren't so good on certain issues, but they were gangbusters on medical freedom, crime, and and illegal immigration. Oh my gosh, I would I would I, I would be all into that, even if on some other issues they'd screw us. But no, it's always the issues that matter that they're the most on the other side. Right now, they're the most on doing the absolute worst thing you can do in Ukraine, which is bad in itself, bad for our energy, bad for our military, bad for our freedom, bad for our spending, and in turns inflation. And most importantly, it 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 is completely suck, sucking out the energy of the convoy and our ability to fight in the budget on the issues that do matter, like COVID fascism. So that's the thing. I don't at some point we got to let go. We got to let go of this old paradigm. We have to recognize that there is already we've never had See my idea sounds so ridiculous cuz it's so simplistic. Oh, run as an independent. Oh, well, why didn't we ever think of that? Well, we never really had a movement like we have today where we truly have bipartisanship. As Senator Johnson said on my show, one of the most beautiful things about this last two years, one of the few good things, is that I could speak for myself. It's the first time in my career I've ever worked with people who are traditionally more of the left on an issue. See, until now, whenever you heard of no labels, there was actually a movement. I support no labels, but they had a movement, no labels, bipartisanship. It was just the opposite. It was like the Bloomberg, Kasich, Hickenlooper, like – Elites, to elite technocrats that were the, the worst of all, and they would just erase the labels. It was the same thing as you have now. Right now, you have no labels. There is no label. Republicans and Democrats are the same elite globalist garbage. This just did it without the labels. It was at the it was bipartisan bipartisanship at the elite level is toxic. That's evil. At the at the human level is where it matters. And that means you might disagree on some traditional flag-waving issues. You might have some cultural differences, some religious differences. But you recognize, look, I'm very religious. I'm a biblical traditionalist. I'm very traditional conservative on every issue. But someone like me and Naomi Wolf worked in the Clinton administration could get in a room together and on the issues that matter and the way they matter at the time they matter, we are infinitely more in agreement than someone like me and many people in conservative talk radio that I worked with for many years that are just completely lost. They might be on paper pro-life, pro-gun, anti-spending, but then don't do anything about it as Republicans spend more than ever. Anti-this on paper, but they still don't understand that the system is irremediably broken and irremediably corrupt. Okay? Whereas these other people, on some issues that honestly, even if you think they're a red line, I can't morally support someone who believes in... What, but you can morally support someone who believes in the in the shots that are killing more people than from abortions? And adults? Born people? You can morally support... What's going on? I mean, the border stuff is insane. The crime stuff is insane. Come on. And look, one or two issues, you might have heartbreaks with some of these people. I'm just telling you, it cannot be on the Republican banner. It cannot be overtly conservative. It's not going to work. 
Something I, I mean, again, the red-blue paradigm does matter because the redder the state, the more you could get away with. Like I said, in a, in a place like Idaho and Wyoming, if you had a legitimate guy, and, and I might have an announcement to make later this week, but if you have a legitimate guy that is very well-spoken, has an ability to put together a campaign, has some degree of notoriety already, ability to raise money, runs as an indie on a very potent issue – um, to grab people's attention, he could be more of a traditional conservative, not lead with that, but you know, I think you could really break that logjam. I've been doing this my whole life, trying to break out of this paradigm, and I couldn't find a way. This is not the end game. Eventually, hopefully, let's say you get a bunch of governors like this and then legislative bodies. Here's here's another thing. Suddenly now you have leverage. Who are you going to caucus with? Well, we're going to decide. And you start negotiating. You, In other words, here's another point I didn't make. This is how you reap the benefits of a parliamentary system without the liabilities. At its core, we hate it. The lack of separation of powers. You know, I like the American system. The problem is it more easily fosters a monopoly of two parties. This is how you can get in there and almost treat it like a parliamentary system. You don't need a majority for like to set up an executive government like you do in a parliamentary system, but in order to control the floor of the legislative branch and votes and just just raw vote tallies, you have much more leverage. When you're in the party, it's like you're disloyal. You're helping the Democrats. You're hard. No one's at the end of the day. I'm just telling you, you're not going to get enough Thomas Masseys in the Republican Party. You never will. We've been trying forever. It's not going to happen. But to start a whole new party, again, it's going to be labeled as a certain thing. The ballot access is impossible. Um, You know, the media is going to attack it. Here, it's a movement. But they're like, okay, well, you have a movement, but you need a party. No, you have a movement that you just run individually on the independent line, unaffiliated line, in the states that make sense to do so, with the people that make sense to run. We now, with the medical freedom movement, I want to ex- we'll expand it to other issues, but medical freedom is the number one issue right now. It still is. Ukraine hasn't changed that. And we now have a very robust, truly bipartisan movement behind it. To me, the time is ripe. It's a simple idea, but it was spawned by one guy who plans on doing this at some level. And I'm going, hopefully we'll have an announcement later this week. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a terrific idea. Again, you take a guy like Don Huffines or Alan West and you run them as an independent for governor. Everyone who's not a conservative Republican is going to be, oh, they're Nazi right-winger. They're not going to vote for them. And most Republicans will be like, look, I I, I like the guy, but like I, I'm scared of splitting the vote. I'm scared of Beto O'Rourke winning. So even those people are going to vote for the guy. You're never going to get anywhere. Right, you're not going to be able to win in a three-way race. You come from a totally different angle, someone who never was a Republican, never played ball, was never a known conservative politician, and he comes from a different angle. I'm a doctor. I'm a sick. Um, again, I'm not. Maybe I should give him a call. I doubt he'll run. This, this is not. It's not Peter McCullough. I'm just trying to open your mind as to vividly picture what my idea would look like. A guy like Peter McCullough. He is known as the anti-COVID fascism, medical freedom, 
most accomplished cardiologist in American history, that's what you're running. That It's kind of like the Ben Carson dynamic a little bit, the Ben Carson paradigm. And again, it doesn't have to be a doctor, but a guy who's well-accomplished, respected, but not known as a right-wing Republican. Because you're going to have the intra-party problems. You're going to have the Republican base voter problems that they're scared of splitting the vote. I've dealt with this forever. And by the way, there's no question I've heard from people that this definitely did play a role in um, in Texas. And it always does. People are scared. They're like, oh my gosh, Beto O'Rourke, only Greg Abbott with his machine could win. It's not true. But that is the perception of most of our voters. The time is ripe. And again, when you start talking about black voters, okay, at the end of the day, I know, you know, there's a couple of percentage points. There was evidence of the last few years, some movement. But look, at the end of the day, if you pull blacks on the state of the Democrat Party, they, the, the black approval for Democrats is the lowest it's ever been. It's like literally some polls have it 50-50. It's usually like 90%, right? You will never open their minds with a tip, typical stuff short Republican. You, you're just, it's just not going to happen. And if the guy is regarded as a conservative Republican, even if he's not a stuff shirt, but more like our type of guy, God bless him, but you're going to have the same problem. Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. You're not going to get their vote. This is the way to do it. My whole life I was against this. I was like, I don't want to compromise. I don't like this. I want to argue. But the reality is that you're not compromising anyway because we're down to nothing. We don't have a handful of Republicans fighting for us on a meaningful, in a meaningful way on a single issue that matters now in a way that will affect outcomes. We don't have that. We have nothing to lose. It's time to go independent. I know this is a very rough sketch, but I think the raw materials are with the medical freedom movement, the bipartisan nature of it, the notoriety they've gained. This issue is not going away. And then using the independent ballot lines. Look, I'm, I'm still going to have... On Wednesday, probably, I'm going to have a can, uh, Republican candidate from Nevada. I'm going to give them a platform. I'm going to fight for what's right. And they're not mutually exclusive. That's the beauty of it. You could be a registered Republican, vote for your favorite guy in the primary. 99 out of 100 times, he's going to lose. But that's fine. And then we're going to take out an insurance plan. Which is, okay, you won the primary. Now go eat it. We're going to have our own candidate. But when I say we, it can't be conservative Republicans breaking off because you're, you're, very, you're limiting your appeal and the people who would heart you the most are the people that are going to be maniacally afraid of splitting the vote. This has been a long-standing problem. Run as an independent. That's what we're going to do. So anyway, I'm going to continue to de develop this thesis over time, and you're welcome to email me, danielherowitz at startmail.com, uh, what you think, how to grow this, and look, if it succeeds, what do you do with forming a new party? We'll see. That's a good problem to have. But right now, it's not even that I hope this is going to succeed, that you're actually going to ever get people to win 
Um, but this is all part of my chaos theory of the idea is not to be within the current paradigm, but have our people running it. It's like saying, I want to eat meat and I, and I don't have a seat at the table to eat that meat. And then you look at the table and you see a maggot infested carcass. Well, I don't want to be eating. I, I don't care. You know, who's at that table. There's nothing to work with. We need to break out of this. But at a minimum, what this will do is disrupt the system. At a minimum, this will provide candidates within the states to break out of the monopoly. Because in the Republican primary, you can't, you can't break out. In the Republican primary, they all run on our issues. And they all lie. And it's the guys with the most money to lie who win. But in the general, we have no representation. Think, think about it. What's the general election going to be about now? Who's going to send more money to Ukraine and more boots on the ground? And Republicans will promise even more. Is that what we want the election about? This and, and, then, and then it trickles down to the voters. And then they're like, yeah, this is what we need to be doing, Daniel. And conservative media is so broken. This will force a new paradigm. Do you know how broken it is? Um, I'm very proud our uh, uh, outlet, Blaze Media, broke news from a FOIA document we obtained that ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, New York Post, LA Times, Washington Post, BuzzFeed, and Newsmax, and hundreds of local newspapers and TV stations received money to promote the shots. It was a comprehensive media campaign. It was an HHS document they obtained that showed this. They purchased ads on TV, radio, and in print and on social media to build vaccine confidence. Newsmax and Fox. Okay? As part of a $1 billion appropriation that Republicans voted for, Trump signed into law in an omnibus bill, and it was basically to put out misinformation and lie for the government. So again, don't tell me, oh, when a private business wants to institute a mandate that somehow we're coming with a clean slate. It's all government manipulated and induced. Truly, truly disgusting. But that's how broken this is. We need a new movement. And again, we need a new party. But the way I think you could accomplish this is taking the existing medical freedom movement we have, which is uniquely qualified very articulate, some very heavy hitters in it, some access to money, actually, and is bipartisan. The most bipartisan movement we've ever had on the most important issue. That is the way to go. Okay, we're almost out of time. Just want to get to a couple of things here. Um, so COVID's not over. COVID and COVID fascism are not over. Okay, COVID's not over because, well, it ain't over. You have this B2 variant going on again, whether they're being released from labs, whether it's a natural progression from Omicron, which in itself was released. Who knows? But nothing about this is natural, um, especially those with the shots. They're not going to get full immunity, um, even from prior infection now. So, yeah, I mean, this is going on. We need to deal with the treatment issues and we need to deal with the fa fascist issues. And there's going to be more viruses. I'm just telling you. Ukraine is the fourth vaccine. Ukraine is the new fascism, cutting, choking off our economy, um, distracting. But it doesn't mean they're not going to do the virus stuff anymore either. But then you look at the fascism. 
Folks, they tell us out loud what they think. It's funny. So many people don't even listen to what they think. I want you guys to listen to this statement from Walensky. Okay? Rochelle Walensky, she is the, you know, CDC director. Take a listen to this statement here. Could we have improved? Um, Well, you know, I think... I can tell you where I was when the CNN feed came, that it was 95% effective, um, the vaccine. So many of us wanted to be hopeful. So many of us wanted to say, okay, this is our ticket out, right? Now we're done. Um, so I think we had perhaps too little caution and too much optimism um, for some good things that came our way. I, I really do. I, I think all of us wanted this to be done. Nobody said waning. When, when, you know, oh, this vaccine's gonna work. Oh, well, <laughs> maybe it'll, work, it'll wear off. Um, nobody said, well, what if the next variant doesn't, it doesn't, it's not as potent against the next variant. So she admits, we didn't see this waning. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. It's hard to, I mean, Pfizer knew about it. I don't know if the schleppers in government, these janitors that, that literally are, I mean, these, someone like Walensky is dumb as mud. So it's hard to tell whether she's saying the truth or not. But let's just take it face value. She is admitting she's the freaking CDC and induced something on us that literally didn't work and didn't know it wanes. And waning is not like, oh, okay, so it lasts for a little bit. Waning means antibody-dependent disease enhancement. It means it gets to a level that's strong enough to bind but not strong enough to block. That's a problem. And you didn't know that? They admit that out in the, out in the open. Okay? Then there's another clip right here, very telling. Listen to this. Variant. Um, and then maybe the other thing I'll say is this area of gray. Um, I have frequently said, um, you know, we're going to lead with the science. Science is going to be the foundation of everything we do. That is entirely true. I think public heard that is science is foolproof. Science is black and white. Science is immediate and we get the answer and then we, you know, make the decision based on the answer. And the truth is science is gray. And science is not always immediate. And it sometimes it takes months and years to actually find out the answer. But you have to make, you know, decisions in a pandemic before you have that answer. It's interesting. So she's saying, you know what science isn't so black and white. It's gray. It's not always immediate. She's admitting that they're making decisions that, at least until now, they're like, this is it. You're a flat earther. You don't believe in it. You don't. Ah. Now they're actually saying, yeah, you know, we're, we just kind of feel it out. But still, based on that, they could catalyze civilization altering change on your life, on your body, on your property, throwing out people from work. That's happening now. It's still happening. I have news. I'm going to have a piece out tomorrow. Um, workers for, um, they're called Hurricane Hunters. Uh, they work for NOAA um, under, uh, you know, the these kind of like scientists. They fly planes into hurricanes. People are losing their jobs for not getting the shots still to this day, even though there's a court injunction. They just don't listen. They don't listen. Federal workers. And the military, the military is just heartbreaking. It is, I just want you guys to understand the disgrace of all these Republicans. Ukraine, Ukraine, that's all they care about. And implicit in what they're doing is gradually committing our military 
ironically, when our military is getting destroyed because they refuse to fight this very week on this omnibus. Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee has a, has a letter out. Only 10 Republicans signed on to the letter to defund in the budget bill. Okay? Um, who are they? So that, 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 that's one-fifth, only one-fifth, even when it's popular. All the news has come out. It's like, if you don't get hemlock, you lose your job. Only 10 Republicans support defunding that. <laughs> um, and a few of them makes you wonder if it's just because they know it's not going anywhere. But whatever, we'll give them the credit. It is Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, Ron Johnson, Steve Daines, Rick Scott, James Langford, well, he had a primary challenge. Roger Marshall of Kansas, Mike Brown of Indiana, Cynthia Lummis of Wyoming, and uh, Rand Paul, Kentucky. Ten. That's it. That's it. That's all we have. Here's a letter from John. and He sent to me. My son is in, he's an Air Force pilot. He's been on active duty ten years. Has always had excellent performance reviews, including receiving numerous awards and decorations. It tears my heart apart to see how in an instant his career was ended, simply because he submitted a religious accommodation for the shot. Even they don't, even if they don't dishonorably discharge him, and I've heard this from a lot of people, um, by the way, his career is over, or he's being tagged as a bad egg, someone who's been blindly, who didn't blindly follow orders. He won't get the good assignments nor the promotions. He already has been barred from rotating to a new assignment, as all military members must do for normal career progression. So having worked halfway towards retirement, he's about to lose it all. I get infuriated by the media and Twitter losers who uh, glibly say, if your employer requires a vaccine, just quit and go somewhere else. Besides the principle of the matter, like a great number of the military members facing denial of their accommodation request, my son can't just quit. He has several years remaining on an active duty service commitment due to his pilot training. It's a legal obligation. He cannot just quit. Recently, service members have begun receiving notification. Their accommodation request has been denied. The letters are nearly identical. In them, they acknowledge the religious belief is sincere, but assert that the military's compelling government interest supersedes it and that there are no alternative means to meet the mission. The latter is laughable since, unlike the United pilots who have been barred from work, these guys have continued to do their job just as they did before the pandemic. So the mission wasn't degraded due to then. Once notified, the service members have five calendar days to appeal. Worse, those who have submitted appeals have been quickly denied and the commanders have made clear the next steps are punitive and will continue until either the service member succumbs and gets the shots or is forcibly removed from the military. These actions are either letters of counseling or reprimand, Article 15, court-martial, and dishonorable discharge, even the lowest of these ends, even the lowest of these ends one's career, you can't get promoted with a letter in your file. The latter ones have even worse impacts, including loss of all accrued benefits, like the GI Bill, VA service benefits, VA loans, and a requirement to disclose such sanctions when applying for jobs. It's infuriating that at this point in the COVID saga, with all the data showing the vaccines failed to stop the spread, failed to reduce symptoms, and most importantly caused harm to a great number of military members, they are pushing ahead with these accommodation denials. It's beyond infuriating that they are still using the exact same arguments for their positions. The vaccine is the only thing that will stop the spread, prevent death, as they did when the mandates were first initiated. They haven't adapted anything to what's actually been going on. And folks, what are Republicans doing for these people? It's disgusting. Don't, don't, don't talk to me about Ukraine. 
when this is going on. Aside from what we said at the beginning of the show, that there's no clean plate to be made that doesn't make the situation worse, the humanitarian crisis worse, and the energy problem worse. But even the magnitude of that relative to what's going on, I didn't even get to anything I wanted to go on with China, jailbreak, illegal alien stories, border ranch stories. We're going to have border ranchers on this week. We're going to have people injured from the shot on. We're going to have candidates on. This is a full, comprehensive show. The most important news that matters, the most important views that matter, the most important strategies and what we can do about it. This is a show like none other. That's why I need you to help me spread the word. We're up to number 33 in the country on news commentary, but let's get into the top 10. Again, give us a five-star rating with a comment on iTunes. Send this to everyone you know. Get the word out. It's no longer about right and left, Republican, Democrat, conservative, and liberal. It's people who actually believe in a moral and just governing that cares about its people versus an elite oligarch. It's that simple. Throw out the old paradigm. This is my first, you know, stab, my rough draft on a very, very broad plane to get this going. I'm going to try to work it from all ends, and we're going to all the while keep you update, up to date on the things that actually matter. Till tomorrow, God bless you all, and thank you for listening.